Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat, Boston Sports Podcast. Now, this week's episode, we are strictly looking at the NFL draft. We're going to start with the Aaron Rodgers trade and how that affects the Patriots on draft night and how it affects the Patriots in general in the AFC East. Then looking at some mock drafts according to what the Patriots do, and this is different websites um, kind of uh, compiling that together. And then finally giving you my mock draft. This is the official final mock draft of the New England Patriots and uh, my opinion on what picks go where. So let's get started and let's go from there. So we got some big news, which it kind of felt like it was coming, but I didn't really know when. And it is the Aaron Rodgers trade. Now, it seemed like the Jets were stockpiling players and making moves pre-draft um, to get guys like Alan Lazard, and they traded away, um, you know, some of the other wide receivers on their roster to bring in more draft picks. And it basically led to uh, a team built for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers came and said he wanted to go to the Jets, and this is what I wanted. And I don't know if the Jets were holding this back. I don't know if Green Bay was holding this back. I didn't know if the Jets wanted to give up less or Green Bay wanted more. And it kind of led to this situation in which we ended up getting a you know, trade eventually a few days uh, before uh, draft night, which um, is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets along with pick 15, a 2023 fifth round pick, which is number 170. And in exchange, the Packers received 13, a second round pick number 42, a sixth round pick 207, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of his plays. Um, so uh, if Aaron Rodgers plays in 2024 for more than half of the season, more than two thirds of the season, um, yeah, that's going to be a first round pick going uh, as well to the Packers. But if he has an injury or he retires after a year or whatnot, it becomes a second round pick. Um, and uh, that's that. So this affects the Patriots in a number of ways. From a team standpoint, it affects the Patriots because they're basically now facing Aaron Rodgers twice a year and more so facing a very good quarterback um, twice a year. And in many respects, there was Tom Brady and then there was Peyton Manning. But then when Peyton Manning kind of you know fell off and retired, it was Tom Brady and it was Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers has been sort of that giant in the NFL uh, outside of Brady and has kind of just done exactly what we saw from Brett Favre, which was go to the New York Jets after his career in Green Bay. And so what we ended up seeing was um, the same situation here. And um, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, a very good player. And so it's going to be very difficult to face the Jets, especially with their team. They do have a lot of issues, but at pick 15, they can make something happen. They still have a second-round pick because they traded Elijah Moore uh, to get a second-round pick. So they have uh, an extra one um, in the pocket, which is probably a big part of why they made that move because they knew they were going to have to give up a second-round pick to get Aaron Rodgers. And so now they have two of them. They basically just, uh, if you want to look at it this way, traded away Elijah Moore, a third-round pick, uh, and all the other stuff for Aaron Rodgers in this one because that's what they traded away to get second in the first place. Um, so this is, um, I think it's a good trade for the Jets. I mean, he's got three years left on his contract, so whether he plays those three years, I don't know. But there is a part of me that thinks that the Jets could be, you know, very good with him. 
and their pieces. And if they have a home run of a draft, then they could be a great team. Who knows? Uh, they have decent wide receivers. Uh, you know, they have uh, Tyler Eifert, who was uh, their uh, tight end, and um, they got a few running backs in there. And you know, they're not a you know terrible team. Uh, and uh, they had a shot at making the playoffs last year, but Aaron Rodgers joins in, and you know he's going to make them much better. If Tua is injury prone and has a couple of concussions or a couple of injuries, I could see the Jets better than the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and company. Like the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, if he's healthy, like they could be better. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they could be better than Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo had, you know, a shaky uh, overall offseason, some players leaving, some staying. And, you know, there's a chance that maybe the Jets are better. Who knows? But. This is tough for the Patriots because unless something drastically changes and Mac Jones has some sort of revivalization of his career, they're going to be the worst team in the AFC East, which, I mean, for one season is not a big deal, especially because you'll have a ton of cap space uh, for the future. Um, so obviously that's important. Um, but, you know, you're probably going to be at the bottom of the AFC East. You're probably going to be at the bottom of this division, and it's it's going to be difficult for sure because, you know, you have, um, you know, all these teams that are getting better and, you know, all these teams that are trying their best. And, you know, I just think uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of a, a tough, uh, tough pill to swallow if you're looking at it from a New England standpoint. Um, I really think that um, they are going to, uh, you know, have to deal with some tough teams. Now, in terms of the draft, this is actually probably better for uh, anyone who wants an offensive tackle because here's the thing. The Jets were almost undoubtedly taking an offensive tackle. And there were three top tackles on the board. And you assumed that the uh, you know Bears were going to take one. And you assumed that another one was going to get taken at some point in the draft, whether that be with the Raiders at six whether that be uh, with Tennessee at 11, whether that be somebody else, who knows. And the Jets, for whatever reason, uh, needed a tackle, and they were going to take a tackle. So the Jets had pick 13, which means um, they were in a prime position to take a tackle before the Patriots. Well, now the Jets have pick 15, which is one spot behind New England, and the Green Bay Packers have the 13th pick which means that the Green Bay Packers could take a tackle, but all signs point towards defense or a tight end or a wide receiver or something. And so tackle doesn't seem like that's going to be their option. Um, so that benefits the Patriots because assuming that the things that happened, in my opinion, stay as they happen, two tackles are off the board, one tackle is left, and um, yeah, that's going to be the Patriots' game. Now, because the Jets are not taking a tackle, that could also mean that Green Bay at 13 potentially moves back with a team like uh, the Steelers and moves back and gets themselves a tackle um, and then the Green Bay Packers add more draft picks. Or Washington does the same thing, moves up to get a tackle. So that means, you know, there's maybe some room for movement, at least from Green Bay's standpoint, but assuming that they stick with their pick and take their pick at number um, 13, then we're probably going to see them go wide receiver or tight end or defense or something. So more than likely, uh, we're safe in that department. So that'll mean that the Patriots have their pick of one of those guys who 
I guess would still be on the board at this point. Um, and I don't know exactly who that would be. Uh, but um, that would be very beneficial to the New England Patriots. Um, and so I think, um, you know, that's what I think I see from this one. So um, I think this trade helps the Patriots draft overall, but I don't know if it really helps in terms of what they're looking for um, during the season because this just makes another team bet. So... We'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, it's a good trade for the Jets. They really only gave up one first and an assurance of potentially a second one. Um, and so they basically are kind of like, well, if he does leave, we're not losing two first-round picks, right? That's what the Green Bay Packers wanted originally was two first-round picks. And this is a good sort of option for kind of meeting in the middle, right? Yeah, we're not going to give you a first-round pick. But if Rodgers happens to play for the whole next season, it benefits us. So we'll kind of give you another first uh, instead of a second. And Green Bay is probably like, that's better than nothing. You know, I think these teams were going to get a deal done. It was just more of when. And it's probably tough for Green Bay fans to see their, you know, top dog leave. He's been there for so long. Um, but I think it was time. And Aaron Rodgers, welcome to the AFC East. So now um, what I want to look at is some NFL mock drafts. And I am going to be honest, most of these mock drafts are pre-Aaron Rodgers trade. So it means that the 13th pick is going to the Jets. But I'm not worried so much about what we are dealing with ahead of the Patriots. I'm just looking at what they choose for the Patriots. And I'm sure some of these will have offensive tackles, some will have linebackers, and you know, we'll talk about it all and see where they're at. So I want to go through a few of these, then give you my mock draft. So this first one comes from Finn Fanatic, and it's a Dolphins one. Like, they're a Dolphins fan page or whatever. So they have the Patriots getting Lucas Van Ness, who is an edge. And I'm going to talk about these players, but if they show up on another mock draft or multiple mock drafts, I'm just going to kind of gloss over it again. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to just discuss the same things multiple times. Uh, Lucas Van Ness is a great edge. I just think edge is not their biggest position of need. Third round, fourth round, you know, I got no problems. But, you know, I think uh, where we are at the first round doesn't seem like it's a good choice. Just to me. Just saying. Then we have this draft from NBC Sports Philadelphia, which they give the Patriots Jackson Smith Ninjigba. So I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably one of the best players they can go with here. And I'm going to be honest, um, and this is just my opinion. If JSN is on the board, if Broderick Jones, uh, if Paris Johnson, if uh, Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, Peter Skoronsky are on the board, you're staying at 14. If any other player um, is there and those guys are not on the board for any reason... You're trading down. Those are my 14th pick guys. Like, I like JSN. I like the top tackles. I like the two top corners. Like, I don't see a reason to stay at 14 for some Miles Murphy or Lucas Van Ness or someone who doesn't really fit what we're trying to do right now. You know, you can get other positions later in the draft, but we have three top positions, and you have to address at least one of those in round one. 
So uh, I like JSN, um, and I think he is a star in the making. Um, whether that's with us, who knows. Next is this draft from uh, Trenton Corn. It's Corn uh, Cognitations, um, which I've never heard of uh, this website, but um, they have Patriots going with Miles Murphy Edge. Um, I like him, but as I just mentioned, um, if it's not like a top tackle or uh, a, a you know corner wide receiver sort of thing, like I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and so. This all can be found on this website, mockdraftdatabase.com, which has basically every mock draft that, like, a website will put out. So they have, like, CBS. They have, like, you know, NFL.com. But they also have some, like, uh, Blogging the Boys uh, and 444 and some other random ones as well. So uh, they look at all sorts of them. They also look at team mocks. If you're looking for, like, team mocks, we can go to, um, you know different ones uh and so um for uh this next draft um we're going to be looking at this cbs mock um and cbs mock has joey porter jr cornerback penn state now i like joey porter jr as a player i just don't know if he's going to be the guy a lot of people think it's joey porter jr but my thing is like he's a penn state guy and bill doesn't really go for penn state guys so I just don't see that as really going to be an option because I think more than likely what we'll see is somebody else who is not a Penn State guy taken um, at that spot. Um, so I just don't see him as an option. Then we have uh, this blogging the boys, Dallas Cowboys um, fan mock draft thing. Um, and they got Darnell Wright going to the Patriots uh, from Tennessee. Um, this one's interesting because I don't really think he is a bad pick. I think he's a little bit high for the Patriots here. Like, you could get him maybe a few spots lower um, than where you're at. And if they traded down, I think they'd be a little bit in a better spot. So I like the pick, just not at 14. Fox Sports, uh, Jason uh, McIntyre. Um, we got the Patriots, uh, JSN at 14. Um, I like JSN at 14. I do. Um, and I've mentioned, uh, what's going on with that one. So, um, next we have this four for four mock draft. Um, and they have the Patriots selecting David Witherspoon from, uh, Illinois. Um, now this is a great pick. The question is, will he be available at 14? And if he is, snipe that, take that, and, uh, don't even look back. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be there though. That's the thing. Um, but I like the pick for sure. Next is this mock draft from CBS, where they have Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee, at 14. This is the second one, and um, I've already kind of discussed my own thoughts on that. Uh, then we have this Big Blue View, New York Giants fan page um, mock draft, where we have at 14, Miles Murphy. Miles um, Murphy, obviously a good player, but... Not who I would go with uh, there, in my opinion. NFL.com, uh, Eric Edholm, uh, drafted up at number 14, Broderick Jones. This has become the most likely choice because, to me, Broderick Jones screams Patriots offensive tackle. Uh, especially now that the Jets moved the slot below us, which means there's going to be probably one guy left on the board. Broderick Jones is that guy, and... Uh, 
I think, you know, this is going to be a home run. We're going to get a steal at 14, and it's going to work out significantly in our favor. Then we have this mock draft from the Vikings Wire, which is a Vikings mock uh, fan page. And they have the Patriots taking Brian Breesey from Clemson. Um, that's an interesting choice. Uh, haven't really seen a lot on him. Uh, I don't think he's a bad player, but probably not a 14, probably a, like 24. So um, I think he has a lot of talent, but not really where the Patriots are going to be looking. Next on the board is Nolan Smith. This is a New York Daily News mock draft. Um, Nolan Smith uh, is obviously a great player, but I don't think that's what they're going to go with here. Um, I think definitely going to be going more in the uh, tackle wide receiver corner spot. But if Nolan Smith slips into the top of the second round, don't be surprised if the Patriots scoop him up and try and trade up to get him. Next is this USA Today mock draft where they have Christian Gonzalez as the Patriots' choice. Um, as much as I love Christian Gonzalez, I just don't see him being there for the Patriots to snipe uh, at 14. He is probably the first corner off the board. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, I just don't see it. But it is what it is. Um, and I like the pick anyways. Uh, we have this uh, Sun Sentinel, Sentinel uh, mock draft where they have Joey Porter Jr. Um, and I already talked about Joey uh, Porter Jr. already. Uh, we have an NBC Sports mock here, which comes from Peter King, which we have uh, Patriots taking Peter Skoronsky, uh Northwestern. Now, I think Skoronsky is a great player, and I think he could be available. It's very tough to me because Paris Johnson seems like the number one option, but I think Skoronsky and Broderick Jones are two and three in some order, and it's tough to decide which is going to go number one. Um, number two and number three uh, in terms of the tackles. But now that the Jets kind of slided um, lower, there's a chance Skoronsky's there for the Patriots if somebody likes Project Jones a little bit better. And so I'm going to go with uh, the fact that um, the Jets moved down and say this is pretty solid, you know. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty good. Then we have this Buffalo Bills fan page mock, Buffalo Rumblings where we have Darnell Wright as our choice, which, again, I already talked about it. He's a good player, but um, I don't know if it's the best choice. And then the final one we're going to be looking at is SB Nation. Um, and there's a ton of other ones up there, and I think, you know, there's the possibility for them to uh, to be discussed at a later date. Um, but there's just so many out there. Uh, we're going to finish it off with SB Nation. Um, Jackson Smith Nijigba, which, uh, I like JSN. He is a very good player, and I'm going to say this is the choice that I think they are going to make, uh, potentially, uh, outside of offensive tackle. Um, so we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens on the board and kind of go from there. So I want to give you my final mock draft, pre-NFL draft. Uh, this is the official one that I'm going to do with picks um, and basically give you my thoughts on what's going to take place. And so I'm going to go down the line and we're going to start uh, our draft off at 14, but we are going to make a trade. Now, as much as I feel like we could go offensive tackle in the first round and just take the best of the top three who's available because with the Jets moving down, that kind of opens up that spot. But 
There were rumors uh, that the Minnesota Vikings were in love with Will Levis and love him so much that they would even trade all the way up to number two. Now, that is obviously way out of their price range. They're missing a second-round pick this year. I don't think they would even be able to get to that level unless they were willing to consider throwing in some of their players. But I do believe that they are in a spot at 14 where they can make a deal happen and it's not going to really be too crazy uh, for them to move up to get Will Levis. Because in all honesty, I think he's the fourth of these quarterbacks. I think obviously it all depends on what um, Indianapolis Colts do. Um, because I think the Colts are sort of the outlier in this, because we know who the top two uh, quarterbacks are. Uh, We just don't know exactly where um, number three is on the board. And could be Anthony Richardson. It could be Will Levis. um, And I think either way, you kind of get the best of of both options. But I personally think um, Will Levis is probably um, a good choice for them. Uh, So I think they're going to make a trade uh, because, you know, Adding a quarterback, maybe Kirk Cousins is just not the the guy that they're hoping for, and you know instead of um, you know doing uh, something at twenty three, they are going to take a pick here. Uh, so adding a uh, quarterback obviously is um, that's important, and that's what they're going to do. So the Patriots are going to move all the way down to twenty three. They are going to pick up a third round pick from the Minnesota Vikings, and they are going to pick up a 2024 second-round pick from the Vikings. So they're adding three picks in this draft. Patriots are also going to trade 107 to even this deal out. Obviously, on paper, maybe not 100% even, but also at the same time, i got to figure um, it's uh, never going to be even uh, when you're trading uh, from a top uh, the first round and going uh, farther down in this draft. So um, really, it's a pretty straightforward uh, three-for-two swap here. Patriots are getting a third-round pick um, this year. Getting the second-round pick this year, we have uh, three fourth-round picks, so it's not a big deal getting rid of one of those, in my opinion. And I think making this move, obviously they want to move up for a quarterback. Um, Whether he plays this year or not, and Kirk Cousins starts, I don't know. but I do think this is a good move for the Patriots. Uh, even though, as I said, tackles, that's an option. But um, we're going to kind of uh, see exactly what takes place here um, at 23. And we're going to go uh, with something there. Because I think the offer is just too good to pass up. And for them, moving up is important to get maybe their future at quarterback. So I think that's better. So... At pick number 23, um, we are on the board. We are going to be drafting Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Now, I feel like all roads lead back to wide receiver. And at this point in the draft, uh, there's going to be um, a good chance uh, of seeing one on the board. And as much as I think maybe corner or tackle or other positions might be important, I also feel like You can get a corner in the second or third round that's going to be good. You can get a tackle in the second or third round that could be good. And obviously there are wide receivers out there. I just don't think, um, you know, that's what they're going to try and do is go for one later in the draft because they have been looking at first round wide receivers. Like they've been searching high and low 
to bring in a wide receiver in the first round. Um, since they looked at JSN, Quinn and Johnson, like pretty much every name on this list got um, a little bit of a look. Um, and so um, the two most uh, popular choices obviously are, are um, you know, Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers in terms of the ones that actually like met with the Patriots and, you know, actually um, had their uh, fun in the sun. Um, and so I think uh, this is the perfect um, decision here. Um, going for, um, you know, going for someone at that position, that's important. And um, you're going to have to uh, make it happen uh, when you need to. And, um, you know, that's uh, what the Patriots are going to do. So then we are going to move into the second round. And we are going to make a trade in the second round, which is going to be a smaller one, um, but it's going to have bigger implications for the Patriots. So the Patriots are going to be trading with the Tennessee Titans to move up slightly. So they're going to be trading away um, number 46 and 135 in exchange for 41 and 147. So moving up in the second round moving slightly down in the um you know later um rounds here um and so i think this is perfect because the patriots are going to draft dewand jones i like this uh i think jones is um he's very good um he is a top tackle and you know there's a world where he could have been a top you know first round pick um, and he has all the skills necessary. Obviously, they looked at more so Paris Johnson than anything. But, you know, I think Dewan Jones brings something to the table that, you know, any team should be looking for. And, you know, I think this is um, this is a good choice. And I like exactly what um, he brings to the table. So um, going with Dewan Jones here, um, I mean, you can't really go wrong. And I have to say... This one's um, a good choice, uh, in my own opinion, because I think he brings uh, so much uh, to this Patriots team that we just need. And so, um, you know, we're going to go with that one uh, as our pick. So moving to our next pick on the board, which is number 76. And this one kind of was a filling need, best available sort of situation. Um, and... Uh, this one is uh, going to be Antonio Johnson, Texas A&M safety. So I felt like maybe he wasn't 100% going to be available, um, but uh, he ended up um, showing up in the mock draft simulator that I was using. And I think this is a, a good, uh, good pick for the Patriots, I think. You know, adding to our safeties unit, uh, third round, obviously it's important to Phil Devin McCourty's position, and if Kyle Duggar steps up, that's what we're looking for, but someone's going to have to step into that Duggar role, and I think Johnson fills the Duggar role in that case, and uh, that's where we are. So then at pick number 87, I'm going with Tyreek Stevenson, who is a cornerback from Miami. So I feel like, you know, this is a perfect spot for a corner, um, and Stevenson was the best available, I think has... Um, a lot of different attributes that the Patriots could use. I wasn't as high on corner 
as uh, I was with wide receiver and offensive tackle just because, well, I do think it's a need. We have Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, um, Marcus Jones. We have um, all the Joneses. Um, and so it's not like I felt like we had to go for it in the first. We had to go for it in the second. If the right player was available, we would have taken it. But the right player was not available. So we go with Stevenson here at 87. Then we have at 117, uh, Byron Young. Um, and Byron Young is a very talented edge rusher from Tennessee. Um, I think this is someone who, in an ideal world, would be a perfect um, Patriots choice, um, filling that sort of, uh, you know, edge need on the bench um, or kind of eventually taking sort of a position right side um, Judon in the edge uh, spot. And this is my uh, pick, and we're going with it. So next pick on the board comes at 147, thanks to our Tennessee trade. And we are going to be drafting Carl Brooks, a defensive lineman from Bowling Green. Now, Bowling Green is a smaller school, but I think bringing in someone on defense is very important and I think having um, you know Carl Brooks in there is uh, very important um, for this team and uh, you know adding to our defense which is already strong we've spent I'd say a majority of our picks on the defensive side um, and really only drafted our top two picks in offense but we're going to be going with offense at 172 because we're going to be making a trade. Um, so we are going to be trading at 172 uh, and receiving that pick. And we're going to be trading away 187 and 210. So this is going to be a two-for-one swap. We are going to be drafting Kenny McIntosh running back from Georgia. Now... As much as I don't really think we need a running back, it seems like a lot of mock drafts have the Patriots getting a running back. And this is one that just screams Patriots. In fact, because we just years ago drafted Sony Michelle from Georgia. And while I don't know if uh, that is going to replicate itself or not, or maybe he'll be a Nick Chubb, who was also a uh, Georgia running back. Um, who knows? But I think we're going to you know get a running back at this point. In the draft, I don't see uh, this as too much of an issue, and I honestly like um, like the pick uh, for sure. Um, so we have uh, 184 on the board. 184 is going to be Nick Broker, an inside offensive lineman from Mississippi. Now, at this point in the draft, you're kind of looking for someone who has versatility to their game. And specifically versatility on the offensive line because you want someone who could play tackle, someone who could play um, any sort of position. Um, and I think, you know, you need someone who can kind of play all over the offensive line. And that's exactly where I see the Patriots going with this pick 184. I think this is a great choice for um, the Patriots here. Now, I haven't drafted a tight end yet until 192. And this is going to be a combination of things. So at 192, we are going to be drafting Cameron Latu, tight end from Alabama. So 
Cameron Latu obviously has the Saban connection, the Bill O'Brien connection. And so I think this is someone who is really going to, you know, benefit from coming to New England because it's a pretty easy transition. And this is going to be someone who's just going to be a blocking tight end. I don't think he's going to be a pass-catching tight end. He's not going to have a lot of playing time. But in a third-down situation when you need someone to block, um, you're going to bring this guy in. And that is exactly where I see the Patriots going with this pick. Like, this is a good choice. And I like this one, like, a lot. This is a very good draft choice. Just my own thoughts. Um, and then we have pick number 245, which is going to be Adam Corsack, who is a punter from Rutgers. Yes, the Patriots will draft a punter. I don't think they'll be satisfied with uh, Corliss Waitman. I don't think uh, they're going to want to just keep one guy because they don't have anyone who's solid enough to just, this is our guy. So adding in Corsack, there's connection with Rutgers. This is an easy choice. I don't see an issue here, and I like the pick. So this is my mock draft. Obviously, you know, trading down is uh, something that I think they could do, especially with a team like Minnesota trying to get a quarterback, potentially. Um, so adding in extra picks uh, and then moving around the board to get what they need. I think you get a good balance of stuff, and I like this for the Patriots, and we'll see where they go on draft night.